Great to talk to you, David. Now, first off, uh, lots happening in the news. And let's first off look at uh, the front page of the People newspaper today. What's the main story? Well, this is a particularly hard-hitting piece from Porrick Byrne uh, detailing the deep upset and frustration of the parents of Duncormac woman Sharon Bennett, who was murdered in Clare uh, in 2021. And basically the family are pointing out, I suppose, the fact that the killer was out on bail at the time, and while he was out on bail, he had already assaulted another woman, and they feel that this is just, you know, added salt to the wounds and highlights once again the lack of justice they feel that they have gotten. Um, and they also draw, I suppose, attention to the fact that in Ireland, life doesn't mean life, obviously, unlike in other countries, it means maybe 15 years uh, with early release. Um, so basically, yeah, it's you know, it's a very hard piece. Uh, some very strong quotes from, from her parents. David, uh, when, when you have to tackle stories like this and knowing how sensitive it is, it has to be handled very sensitively, but you can sense from, from the, the pen of Porrick Byrne the, 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 uh, the sheer distress that this family are going through and our thoughts and prayers are very much with them, aren't they? Oh, 100%. Look, um, this family, they probably do not, the last thing they need probably is media attention, but... They feel so strongly in relation to this and I suppose they, they have so much love for their daughter that they want to to fight for her and to do her justice. And we, you know, us and yourself, you know, locally, we're the, the medium through which people can do that. We give voice, um, we give their voice in airing. So, David, if that is the front page of the uh, Wexford People this week, that heartbreaking story there, and uh, you go into the latter pages there, the article is there in detail. There's, um, we were talking about the spooky goings-on in the studio here this morning. There's spooky goings-on in Loftus Hall again. There's a revamp. What, what, what could happen here, please? Oh, my God. This is one of the most tightly kept secrets in Wexford for, for I don't know how long. Um, Presto Hospitality Group, owned by developer Paddy McKinnon, who has a, a very good history in relation to turning around heritage buildings uh, and making them into luxury resort hotels, has invested a lot of money in Loftus Hall. So the plan is to open a very, very fancy high-end hotel uh, with access to locals, not just for the guests with 22 bedrooms, but you're talking about here pure luxury, uh, sweeping views of the peninsula, um, outdoor dining, indoor dining, uh, potentially down the road also a spa, uh, cottages, wedding venue. So a huge amount, many millions are being invested in this project and just before we went to print yesterday um, I caught wind of the details in relation to it and you know there's no shortage of detail everything you need to know is in the article Um, so it's available to read obviously in print but also through our online um, offering as well. Right uh, Porrick has another story maybe you can't touch on this one for me just yet which is very interesting about a potential brothel in the Wexford area, I don't want you to identify the area itself but uh, What's the story here? Can you shed some light on that for us? Yeah, yeah. Once again, you know, I suppose local residents, you know, very deeply upset in relation to uh, an alleged brothel operating in their estate. Uh, Lots of comings and goings to a particular property. Uh, Guards have been made aware of it and an investigation is ongoing. I can't really go into much more detail beyond that, but Forrick has a lot of detail in his article, which is definitely worth a read. I'm moving now to North Wexford, and I know this guy, Boom Boom Baz, Niall Kennedy. Apparently, he has announced his shock retirement, and Amy Lewis has the scoop on this story. Yeah, it's a great exclusive um, from Amy. Uh, 
Niall Kennedy, uh, a Garda, little face Garda from Gorey. Uh, basically, he shares his story with Amy, the sad reason why he has to end what has been a stellar career. I suppose we should remember that at one point he was rated in the top 30 boxers in the world. Uh, you know, unfortunately, only last week, a neurologist told him um, when he said that he'd love to see his son in the ring with him in a few years' time that I'd much rather you be able to have a conversation with your son in 20 years than that to happen. So a stark warning for, for Niall, and he, he's weighed up his options with his team. And the piece does, you know, it's a very comprehensive piece from Amy. It reflects, I suppose, everything from his mental health struggles, uh, his the difficulty coming to the decision itself, and his plans to, to help other young boxers and other young people going forward uh, through um, mental health activism. Uh, so, really good story from from Andy there. Yes, but uh, I, I think the honesty of, of this guy is actually carried in the article, and I met him on several occasions, uh, and he really did scale the heights, didn't he? He achieved far beyond his wildest dreams. Oh, he, yeah. He remained very grounded, uh, very grounded, David. He did, he did, and I think he, he got a lot of help along the way through through local coaches, through people in Gorey, and, you know, he he does open up about that in the piece and, and expresses his gratitude for the for the quality of life he has today, thanks to, to local people in Gorey. Well, we had a very busy sporting weekend and we covered quite a lot of the camogie action over the weekend, and um, I, I see that you two on your sports pages this week have dedicated 36 pages to sport, but once again the county camogie championships dominate uh, and, and they deserve to, don't they? Oh, they do, they do. At this time of year, obviously, everyone's eyes turn, turn to these matches and, you know, uh, Alan and the team have done a fantastic job. And I also note that the lead story concerns a drive to promote better mental health in the football community as we come into the darker winter months. And that's good being done in association with Talk to Tom. Right, let's look also at Wexford Festival Opera. It went off in a blaze of fireworks, David. Uh, and yeah, was again, you, you've... The children and, yeah. yeah, it was fantastic, fantastic. Uh, so in Wexford we have six pages dedicated to this I think it's four across the other titles uh, fantastic photographs um, lots of nice little snippets in relation to different events that have happened over the past week uh, six uh, luminaries like Colm Tobin and, and you know excellent art exhibitions and different things so it's, there's a very comprehensive spread we also I must add have a spectacular what's on Halloween guide with uh, two full pages listing everything that's happening, not just Halloween-themed events, but all the different gigs, all the different happenings in the county over the coming weekend, which will be a big one, obviously, it being a, a bank holiday weekend. And, you know, it's, it's, I think it's important to do that, just let people know day by day what, you know, what, what's on offer. Well, it's the first of our link-ups with you, and as we've highlighted down through the uh, the pandemic, uh, pandemic as well, uh, and recently when the Ukraine situation broke up uh, uh, began and we linked in together, the importance of local news is powerful, isn't it? And the main message is that you're active out there on the ground and with, between uh, printed press and broadcast press, we can get the information out fairly, very quickly. Oh, we can indeed, and briefly touch on a few stories from Brendan Keane. Uh, there's a story about an inspirational Ferns runner, I'm sure you know him, Billy Harper, who's yes. about to compete in his 41st Dublin City Marathon in a row. Uh, and that rightly is on the front page. And we have a lovely interview with retired Garda Sergeant Derek Nally, who spent much of his career in the Garda Press Office. Some very interesting stories there also. Yeah. And lots more on the Wexford people too, from Simon Burke, uh, his column, which is always worth a read. 
Uh, he's in reflective form talking about the days when he used to go out and socialise and also reflecting on the number of guards resigning from the force, maybe not locally, but across the country. And he has an out-of-this-world feature about Wexford man Kevin Breen who uses high-tech cameras to ca- capture incredible photos from space. Yeah. And there's lots more about in relation to the Greenway, will it, won't it happen in um, south-east Wexford's uh, and the homelessness crisis. A really interesting story about a woman sleeping rough in her car for 10 weeks, yeah. I believe, in Fort Mountain due to, to having an English mobile and the council not, I suppose, thinking to put 0044 uh, before her number. But um, a lot, a hell of a lot across the all, re, all papers this week and also on our online offering. Uh, have you had the flu vaccine yet, uh, David? <laughs> Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> I should probably get one. Though. No, I've had it this morning. I can tell you, I'm absolutely flying here at the moment. I don't know where my arm is, but should we get through <laughs> the show anyway? <laughs> I really don't know where I am, but however, look, it, it has to be done. Uh, and uh, the man sure, who gave it sure with the flu vaccine. <laughs> I, I hope so. Yeah, uh, the man who gave it to me will be will be speaking to him in a little while on the program, Doctor Bill. Anyway, these are busy times in the world of journalism in County Wexford. Good to link up with you today, and uh, we'll be linking up with one of your other colleagues uh, this time next week. Thanks for taking your call, David. Thanks, Alan. Good morning.